0: Do
1: you want to get get, get right? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud. This is the, uh, Gee Whiz, the, the rockin' arm. ...of the old Geek Out Loud network, the Golaverse. My name's Steve Glosson, and I'm so glad to be with you. And, uh, gee whiz, I keep saying gee whiz, and that's stupid. Because, um, Lord knows, it's a rock and roll show. Um, I've got a new co-host, brand new co-host. She is part of what we call the Mixler Zoo Crew over at the Big Honkin' Show. And uh, always jamming to the music that I tend to jam to. And anytime you find out that you're making a connection with someone... On on a level of something like this, you're just like, well, you know what? It's time to do something about it. So I want to introduce. I'm I'm happy to introduce to the world, to the podcasting world, and to the Golaverse, as I've started to call it, um, my good friend and member of the Mixler Zoo crew and co-host of Rock Out Loud, Kristen from New Jersey. Kristen,
2: woot woot. <laughs> what up?
1: <laughs> uh, let's make sure we got that correct. That was woot woot. Correct.
3: Yes, it was woot woot with, you know, two O's, one T.
1: Yeah, there you <laughs> just to make sure we got the spelling down.
3: No now, big deal. You just gave me like the best introduction ever, like way to go, Steve. Oh, whatever
1: whatever. Whatever. Um now the first thing out of the gate, you're in New Jersey.
3: Yes, I am. I wanna
1: say <laughs> I wanna say two things about that. A, uh that is a hotbed for some of the greatest uh rock and roll ever. You're dead, great Jersey. it is. I mean, you know, just right off the top of your head you think of the boss. And you think of Bon Jovi. So
3: and let me tell you, Steve, in this state, if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, I'm pretty sure you get evicted. I think we all hold a vote at like a county meeting and we're like, oh, no, you don't like Bruce. Bye. See you.
1: See ya. Move to Connecticut or something.
3: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It is like people that aren't from here, like I hear a lot people are like, uh, I don't really get it, and it's like, no, just live here and you'll get it quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing is uh you don't have the uh, the the classic New Jersey accent.
3: What do you mean? I don't talk like I'm from New Jersey? What?
1: That's right. Exa- that's exactly what I mean, by the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't cuz the true fact like behind the scenes New Jersey factoid here People from the state of New Jersey don't really talk like that unless they are from New York and have come to New Jersey and infiltrated us.
1: There you go. Well, and now you say us, but you are you originally from New Jersey?
3: Yeah, I am born and raised. Yep.
1: I've I've just seen where you've mentioned you've lived in Florida or maybe that wasn't you that I I saw us on the chat sometime. Did you ever live in Florida?
3: I did. I went to college in Florida for like 14 months.
1: Okay. And then you got the heck out of Dodge.
3: Uh, yeah, I, that humidity is not good for my Jersey curly hair at (laughs)
1: all. (laughs) And not to mention a lot of crazy people in Florida. Let's be honest.
3: And just being part of the Mixler Zoo crew, I think everybody knows the craziness that goes down in Florida. If
1: you, if you've ever listened to the big Honkin' show, it's yeah, there you go. Um, so Kristen, the, there's a few neat things. Number one, this is probably the weirdest combination of people to be talking about this style of music. Because I'm coming at it from this angle. I am a Southern conservative preacher's kid. And all the music, most of the music, we're going to be talking about throughout the the, the course of not only this episode, but through the the, the course of this podcast, is music that I was warned against as a child as being the devil's music. And and so, you know, I'm coming at it like, well, you know, I don't worship the devil, nor do I condone him. However... um, I do like the music. So, uh <laughs> it's
3: all about the tunes. It's and, all about the tunes. And
1: you there's some music we're talking about. Now granted, a lot of the cl- the more classic stuff we'll get into as we go along and along and along. Um, you know, I wasn't around when it when it came out. But then a lot of the meat of the stuff that we really agree on, you know, it's it's a little bit before your time kind of.
3: Oh, yes. I I was definitely born in the wrong decade. I should not have been born in 1990, which yes makes me 24 years old. Um, and I, pr- I I just grew up on this stuff. Like I remember I would go over to my aunt's house when I was really super young, and I would go like I would go up to her and I'd be like, let's watch John. And we would go up to her room and we would watch old Bon Jovi videos, and that's <laughs> how I found my first love of John Bon Jovi. And it just never stopped. My aunt was like a massive you know live concert goer. And she really introduced me to all that sort of stuff. So it's all it's all her fault, and I'm sure she's going to be listening to this. So Angie, it's all your fault for the way I am, the way I am.
1: Aunt Angie started it all. She did. Well done. Well (laughs) done. Because she
3: was born in the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, as I said, this show, this whole show, is is kind of birthed out of the fact that um, over on the Big Honkin' Show, when I was doing it on the radio. And then carried it back to the internet and that sort of thing. Um, I a lot of bed music I would play would just be some straight up classic rock, uh, 80s hair band rock, that sort of thing. And and I began to notice, especially when we got the live chat going uh, when we were doing it on Mixler, that you would just start commenting on everything. And there were two there were two groups that I could pull out that you would absolutely just start there'd be a string of comments from you in the chat and that is Def Leppard and Bon Jovi. Oh yes. And oh, then, yes. and 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 you've since started to school some people myself a little bit included on on Def Leppard.
3: I just get really passionate about them, Steve.
1: Well that <laughs> Well that's what it's about though. That's that's the whole thing. Anything that we do on the geek out loud network is about what is where, you know, what is the passion about? Where are we passionate about it? If there's no passion. There's no sense in, in talking about it. And for me, a lot of times the music is just, this is what I, you know, I'm having fun with it. I enjoy it. I jam out to it. I make strange faces while I air guitar. Um, sometimes I'm the whole band in the air. Uh, you know, I'll go from drums to guitar over to the keyboards if I have to. And, uh, and of course the vocals and, um, and 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 you begin to like just school everybody, and you're dropping names, and you're dropping dates, and you're dropping albums, and you're dropping, <clears throat> you know, bootleg. Like you guys, if you like this, you should really check out the bootleg version that was captured from a concert back in 1987 in Liverpool.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> well, I I I posted last night on my Twitter. I was like, I'm pretty sure because last night, like. Real talk. I watched about, you know, 40 minutes of Jeff Leppard interviews and I just that's what I love. Like, I just love like connecting with like the bands and watching interviews Mm -hmm. and getting to know them. And I'm just like that. That is my one vice in life is that I probably know way too many useless facts about music.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? It's that is that is what being a geek is all about. And just so everyone knows, you've got some geek cred under your belt, too. Oh yeah! You're not just you're not just a rocker chick from Jersey. You've got some geek cred under your belt. You're you're into the superheroes and the and the and the whatnot as well.
3: I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't even know about you, Steve, if I wasn't into that stuff. So that's that is like the root of our friendship, right there. There
1: you go. Are you a small? Now, were you a Smallville person?
3: Yeah, Where did it... I was a Smallville person from episode one when it first aired. There you go. Yeah, my grandma, and then I kind of discovered Superman through that, quite honestly. And I watched all of the like the original Christopher Reeve movies, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So yeah, that was a gateway okay. drug.
1: Yeah, okay. So so you were there with Starkville House of Ale and and all that good stuff back in the day. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. um, This whole podcast, as I said, this whole thing is just us from from the two different angles that we come from me just just having a good time with the music and loving the music and you being, you know, being the total music geek like you're, you know, if I'm hosting and you're co-hosting, if I'm if I'm the pilot, you're the navigator. Because you're going to end up taking us on roots and things. And I was like, oh, really? And you're going, to, you're going to be the educator here. And, and I'm going to be like, guys, I really like this. We, we joked about it when, in, in some emails. I'm like, I'll probably just say this really jams a lot. And, and that could possibly become one of those drinking games that people like to do. Uh, to just see how often I say, well, I really like this song because it jams.
3: That might be a problem because I too say jam a lot. So oh, well,
1: there you go. So. That's, me, that's
3: the rock out loud game. If anybody wants to have a good time, you know, just get that, get that, you know, pinnacle whipped out and go to town. Here we go.
1: <laughs> and we've not, you know, we we've talked, we've mentioned Bon Jovi, we've mentioned Springsteen, we've mentioned Def Leppard, and uh, and and as much as we love the hair bands and the boss uh both of us really kinda get into a lot of classic rock too. What I and what I consider classic rock is that late sixties through the seventies up into the early eighties time frame. And and so, you know, we dig on that and then you turn around and we also both of us have some stuff that that stretches right on in through the nineties and, and more present day. And uh we've talked some Matchbox twenty, we've talked uh just all kinds of stuff when it comes to the music taste. And um and I think we even got in maybe it was was it you and I got into either a Twitter war or we were just back and forth, either in Mixler, just going back and forth with like different songs we were throwing at each other one time. And, um, and, it, and it runs the gamut. So that's, that's what this show's going to be, is, that, is that's going to be kind of thing. And, and basically, as we've talked, the idea has been maybe, just maybe, uh, as, as we roll along, we'll take, uh, we'll take an album, you know, say Hysteria. Jeff Perfection
3: in an album, Steve. There you go.
1: <laughs> and and we'll just kind of, you know, song by song go through it, talk about the songs, and uh, you know, Kristen will instruct us on when this was written, who wrote it, how it was written, what they did, that sort of thing. How and,
3: many albums it sold. That's
1: right, all that good stuff. And uh, and just kind of break these things down and um and and just you know, have a good time going through some of our favorite music. Sometimes album by album. Sometimes maybe just an artist. They might just be an artist focus. Sometimes it may just be a a, a time period or or whatever. Just whatever tickles our fancy and whatever we're jamming out to at that point. Um, you know that's that's kind of the way we're going to roll. Now, when it comes to musical taste, as I've already said, we we run the gamut. But um, but but Kristen, just for the heck of it and just for the fun of it give me and i don't like li- i do like lists but i don't like being put on the spot to make lists nor do i like giving being given time to make lists so just give me i don't know five or six bands that you love that just come off the top of your head
3: okay so this is always like sophie's choice mm-hmm. so i mean it's definitely springsteen mm-hmm. and the East street band it's definitely bon jovi it's definitely def leppard those are like the three on like right. my mount rushmore head mm-hmm. um and then honestly, like to go more into like modern times, I'd honestly say probably four would be uh a, another band from New Jersey called My Chemical Romance. Okay. And then the fifth band would probably be one that we're gonna talk about a little bit later, which is The Killers.
1: Okay. All right. And uh you know, and that's like I say, we'll span we span decades here, ladies and gentlemen. Decades. Um I you know, I dig all the eighties stuff. Um I love the Def Leppard, you know, which they, you know, they run right on into even some of the '90s, and they've even had some albums come out uh, in recent years. Of course, everybody loves Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I do feel like "Don't Stop Believing" has been a little played out. I wish everyone would kind of back off that a little bit and and discover some of the other great works of that band. Um, of course Bon Jovi Bon Jovi has been I discovered Bon Jovi as a 5th grader Before you were born Kristen <laughs> um, You know a few years before you were born And uh, and just Totally just dug him. I'll talk about that a little bit later on When we get into some of this stuff um, Anything with that 80's You know reverb on the drums Driving an electric guitar And when you've got you, Your lead singer and a backup dude Just in a tight harmony And and that's another thing that you'll hear me say a lot in this show is, um, is, is a lot of these rock bands, they don't get the credit they deserve vocally for, you know, for, for some of the things they pull off vocally, not just, you know, with the high pitch and the, and the goozles up, as we say, but the harmonizing and stuff they do, the tight harmonies they do, you know, uh, uh, Bon Jovi and Sambora were that way. Uh, the guys from Journey were that way. They they ended up being a, a more vocal band. As you get into more recent times, you know I mentioned Matchbox Twenty. Uh, I've been turned on right, lately to Kings of Leon. Um,
3: They're actually in Philly tonight. Oh Steve. wow!
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I dig them. I dig that guy's voice and uh, and, and what they do. And and it, it's a real. And then you know I'm n- I'm never one of these guys. Like I have an eclectic taste. I like everything um, because I don't. <laughs> but uh, but but my whole my thing is can I jam out to this and anything uh, it, lately anything Slash has put out whether he's with Miles Kennedy or whoever he's with um, I just I can listen to that guy shred uh, for hours for days
3: that signature sound that yeah. signature Slash sound
1: definitely definitely so uh, so that's kind of what you're in store for and if that's not if that's not your cup of tea that's fun that's fun there are plenty of people whose cup of tea it is. And um, and we're going to disagree. Chris and I already know some places where we're going to disagree on some things, and and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Are 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 trying to make the claws come out?
3: Oh, geez, Steve, don't do that to (laughs) me. Don't make me be that girl. Come on.
1: So yeah, well, you know, you never know. You never know. Um, I do want to say up front that there's no copyright infringement intended by anything that we do or anything we talk about. You can't have a music show though without playing some tunes. And, and so the plan is Don't think you're going to be able to lift a song That you don't have from us Playing it We're not going to play enough of the song For you to be able to lift it And, uh, and, and we're not going and, But I will tell you this Go to iTunes Go to Amazon Buy these things Support these guys Support these bands And um, you know Even though a lot of them are going to be big names and stuff um, you know, it always it's always nice to have the support of the fans and listeners, and not, people not trying to just take your stuff for free. So, in an age where it's so convenient and so easy to get music, most of this music uh, you're able to find in places like iTunes and Amazon, even Amazon MP3 downloads and that sort of thing. The exception will be a lot of times what we talk about with Def Leppard. Now, do you know what the deal with that is, Kristen?
3: No. Oh, yeah, I do know what the deal with that is. They're having like massive drama with their back catalog
1: what's going on now the way i understood it is they just didn't feel like they wanted the 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 a la carte version of people just being able to pick and choose songs they felt like their albums needed to be purchased at once and listened to as a full album
3: so i actually just read an article that um lead singer joe elliott did and he was talking about how um the big thing with them is that they felt like their old record company wanted to like basically pay them pennies for their songs Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, you know, we're not on the greed machine, we're not, you know, we're very well off if we ended today, but we feel like we deserve more, and our songs deserve more than that, Mm -hmm. so that it's one of those things where it's like really this came down to money that kind of sucks but like they're re-recording i know they re-record all the hysteria they just re-released um slang which i want i listened to all the commentary on yesterday and i was like i need to listen to this album today um but they're slowly but surely releasing a lot of their big hits like photograph and rock of ages and pour some sugar on me on like itunes as new re-recorded mixes Mm -hmm. until that gets settled
2: okay
1: well that's cool i mean that's it's, it's, I, I like listening to bands revisit stuff, you know, especially, well, and especially with, um, with, with some of these guys from back in the 80s, you know, obviously as you get older, the voice changes, you know, continues to change. You begin to lose some of your range. And, um, and it's really interesting to, to hear how a lot of them will, will work that out in the studio. I know, again, right out of the gate, here we go. I guess it's not quite right out of the gate, but it's kind of right out of the gate. Um, One of my favorite bands of all time, Led Zeppelin, Mm -hmm. Um, they did a concert a couple of years ago, a reunion concert at the O2 Arena in London called Celebration Day, and they released it as an album. And I was just struck with how it seemed like Robert Plant hadn't lost a step. But what it is is Jimmy Page was actually such a perfectionist at at the music sounding the way that it sounded when they recorded it and, and how he wrote it is he retuned all the guitars and everything to be able to to match uh Robert Plant so that Plant wouldn't have to necessarily sound like he's singing down an octave, you know, over the natural tune. So it all sounds very natural and, and very much like it did uh, you know, thirty plus years ago. And um and, and so it's always interesting to see bands do stuff like that to see how they how they face the challenges, not necessarily of old age, but just, you know. Older age, I guess I'd say, and um and and so I haven't heard those re recordings, but I'm interested to listen to them.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I know, like for Christmas, Def Leopard re released, or they re like they released a DVD for um their run that they did in Vegas, and it was called Viva Hysteria, and like the vocal tracks on there, oh my god, he sounds so good, I can't even handle it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he's such a cool cat too. Like to like any interviews you ever see him in, he's just so laid back anymore and cool, you know. And it's and, and again, that's a lot of stuff that comes with wisdom with age and that sort of thing, you know. I, uh, everyone knows all the stories of all the rock and roll stuff that all of these guys went through, and now just to see them as just older, just musicians, just wanting to have a good time and wanting to play their music and that sort of thing, and wanting to put out good music. It's so neat to me to just see, you know, because all of the mystery and all the, all of, like I said at the top of the show, all of the, you know, devil's music stuff is just kind of washed away. And they're just like, we're just rocking out, man. We're just having a good time. You are like, okay. You know, as a grown up, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, so all that stuff I was scared of as a kid, not really there. You know, you guys were wild. I couldn't have hung out with you, but come on. You know, I'll listen to your music. Especially
3: now, too, with social media, how it's like you can go on YouTube, type in, you know, Def Leppard interview, and you could see interviews from, like, Sweden in 1982, and you're like, whoa, all right, I'm going to watch this for 12 minutes.
1: Yes, yes, sorry about that, I just, I I jumped ahead. I messed up, pressed a button that I shouldn't have pressed there, Kristen, I apologize. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. (laughs) So, um, on this particular episode, since it's the first time out, uh, we wanted to give you, the listener, dear listener... Uh, a taste of kind of you know who we are musically, and and also as much as that, a taste of how the show is going to go. And uh, and so I asked Kristen again, not in any particular order. We're not looking for top five, top ten, anything like that, because with music and with songs, and and Kristen, you said a minute ago, you know, it it it's like Sophie's Choice. It's just hard to do that. You know, it's hard to say, well, this is these are my top ten songs of all time, because my top ten constantly change
3: absolutely (laughs) you know
1: depending on the time depending on the mood depending on this stuff and so i said just what are some songs that you know without a doubt that when you put them on you're going to be able to jam out to that they never really get old to you and um and so we we swapped back and forth five songs each and uh and i figured what we'd do is we'd roll through them and uh and talk about them in turn so here is here's the first one this was this was Kristen's top choice uh, or her first choice or her first song that she wrote down there's no top again I'm gonna have to get out of that mentality Uh, this is uh, Springsteen Born to Run Takes us that takes us through the old hook there Kristen um with with Springsteen's born to run now Bruce Springsteen was first on my radar he he has he's one of those artists that have the distinct um, identity about him that that he produced and and released a song that made it into the zeitgeist back in the 80s and that's born in the USA
2: yep
1: and 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 of course it's one of those songs that got used by everybody um with no idea what he was really talking about in the song uh and so it was later when i began to kind of you know broaden my horizons and discover music that i started listening listen to more of springsteen's catalog and kind of known of course born to run one of his greatest hits of all time what is it about this song that you're always able just to jam out to
3: so I guess I will say two things. So one is that I am – if you had to categorize me, I'm definitely a big lyrics person. Mm-hmm. And two, I, as I said before, I'm a massive live freak. Yeah. So um, the first time I ever saw Bruce, I was nine years old, and I saw him in Philadelphia with my dad. And the – like I remember bits of the show, but if – for the listeners that haven't seen Bruce live – Because yes, we are on a first name basis. Um, (laughs) When when Bruce plays that song, all the house lights come on, so it's completely lit the entire arena. So you just see you know twenty thousand people, or sometimes if you're seeing them in a stadium, and it's like seventy thousand people, all just like singing and dancing and just going absolutely bananas to this song. And I remember I walked out that night and I was like, this was the greatest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. When can I go again? Um, and since then, I have seen Springsteen 22 times, which is quite ludicrous. But yeah, I mean, this wow. just sums up everything that I love about Bruce Springsteen. It sums up everything I love about my state, because I love New Jersey. I am a rare one. Um, like, Highway 9 is five minutes from my house. Hmm. So, you know, it just it hits home.
1: <laughs> his his vocals are are interesting to me, because he comes across in his vocals... Just, you know, as someone who should have never hit the big time vocally, you know, he's got he's so raw in yep. the way that he sings, and you know, and it's definitely the lyrics of his song. And, and, and you never think of someone, and no offense to, to all of our listeners in Jersey, but you know, outside of New Jersey, because of for whatever reason the image that Jersey has, no one ever thinks of people from Jersey as being like these deep thinkers and stuff. But he, you know, he really hits uh some you know just some heartstrings sometimes with with a lot of his lyrics and stuff and um and then he also knows how to excuse the term once again jam out yep you know um one of my favorite songs by by Springsteen is glory days and you know it's not a lot of his songs like glory days aren't necessarily and even with with born to run you know you're not going to get the driving guitars and that sort of thing what you get is a full band working together to put a song out there
3: yep and that's the, like that's the amazing thing about the E street band and i'm really excited like i don't like the rock and roll hall of fame but i'm excited that they're getting inducted this year cuz they they are absolutely insane like To just deal with everything that he gives in a show. Like, if you see Springsteen and it's less than two hours, I think you passed out during it. You know, like,
1: (laughs) I've heard that. I've heard other people talk about that, that he goes for a long time at his shows.
3: You can see easily, easily, like 30 songs when you go see Springsteen. And the best thing about a Bruce show to me is that you will never see the same show twice. You can I I've seen him back to back nights. I've seen him, you know, five times on one tour and I've never seen the same concert. And sometimes you get songs that you really dig. Like sometimes you get the gem of, you know, something like Backstreets and then sometimes you get the song that you're like, I have to hear this again, like Lonesome Day, <laughs> but you know, you do what you do and it's just great cuz it's it's completely different. So I definitely like To me, Springsteen is one of those things that I'm just like. I don't even care if you don't like the guy. You need to see him at least once live, and I think you'll appreciate what he does and all that, like just everything that he is. Just see him live. Just do it, guys. (laughs) Just go.
1: Just go. Just go catch him live if you can. Um, Also, Bruce Springsteen in my life has the uh, has the distinct honor of um, really introducing me to. someone outside of the classic Christmas carols singers uh you know being <laughs> Crosby uh and, and who I can't think of the guy's name the holly jolly Christmas guy uh Burl Ives um doing a Christmas carol doing uh Santa Claus is Coming to Town yep and um and it's
3: not played every year
1: yeah and there's a great live version where like he literally they're laughing on stage he's getting tickled at himself doing this song and and what's going on with the band and stuff, and it's just so cool. It's a it's a it, he strikes me as someone who is just lives cool, yep. You know, in in a good way, not in an arrogant you know kind of I'm better than you way, but just he just strikes me as one of. There's a reason he's called the boss, you yep. know. And it and it and that's what it comes to. Well, um from a from a <laughs> from a band that um is all about the full band to a band who you could accuse of every song sounding exactly the same um this is one of my this this is one of my picks here it's shoot the thrill by acdc let me oh but forgot the volume Um, this song for me, it, it's, you know, when you start talking ACDC and I go back to, this is definitely one of the groups that I was warned about as a kid.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> With Highway to Hell? What?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where? What is your deal, man? What is your deal? Um, <clears throat> this is off, uh, Shoot the Thrills off of Back in Black. Um, and everyone now knows it because Iron Man comes in playing it when he, when he faces down Loki in Germany in the Avengers movie. But um, but this song has, you know, of course, it's it's been on my radar for a long time because of the guitar work and because it's just one of those songs that if you're driving down the road and you have it on, you just, you're going to get a speeding ticket if you pass a cop. I mean, you just can't help but just go hard with this song. And that's, when I talk about jamming out, this is one of the songs that I absolutely... And there are times, and this is why, I and this is how I know this is one of those songs that I'll never get tired of, because there are moments when, you know, someone might it might be playing or I know it's about to play or something, and I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like it, and then it starts, and I'm like, yeah, um, I can I can go with this, I can I can handle this song right now, and and it just it's a pick me up song, everything, and um, and it's got it's got some great beats in the middle where where you can air guitar and that sort of thing so that's what you know and if you don't want to if you don't feel like air guitaring you can definitely do the drums acdc's drummer and i can't think of the guy's name Kristen. you might if you know you might want to help me out um
3: i feel like it's either rod i i want to say like roger taylor or paul rudd or phil rudd but it could be wrong it could i could be wrong
1: i was gonna say it's not uh <laughs> phil rudd is who it is it's not paul rudd that's a totally different guy he's Ant Man. Um, so- <laughs> yeah. Uh Phil Rudd is he to me, you know, when you talk about drummers in in uh in bands, you know, of course everyone's gonna mention Rush and there's other things. Um but this guy, he knows how he knows his role in the group, and he's one of the greats because he never gets too fancy, you know, in, in the song. He never gets ahead of the song never get, he just every time you see him, he just knows exactly what he 's doing and he, and, and, he, and he develops a rhythm with these things that just keep you locked into everything else that's going on and Then when it comes time for him to break loose, he breaks loose in a bad way and uh, and 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 shoot the thrill is that way it 's just got that driving you know beat by him that goes on and i I, I love them and i I've really in my later years, if, if you will, come to really like a lot of their work, a lot of ACDC's work.
3: I feel like ACDC is, I think of them and Thin Lizzy as like the ultimate bar bands. Like mm-hmm. they are bands that, you know, you go out to a bar and that's the music that you listen to. And it's it's very it's very unique and it's very amazing and it's badass and it's, it's just great. Um, and Phil Rudd, because that is his name, I Googled it. Yeah, um, so did he, He's like a freight train. Like yeah. all A C D C songs are just like a freight train where if you're not, you know, bobbing your head at the very least, even if it's not your kind of music,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's like are like what are you listening to? How can you not even bob your head to this? Yep. And I mean, like, talk about I mean, we have we have two bands that have gone through lots of tragedy. Talk about a band that's been through the ringer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there and listen, I will say this. A C D if you've ever seen um the uh the the making of the album back in black um there's some weird stuff they talk about there and like it does it, it'll creep you out if you think about it when you're listening I'm like, well i just won't think about it i'll just enjoy the music as it is but um but it's uh it, shoot the thrill is one of those songs and i was so stoked when iron man 2 especially it was just the the whole c- there was a whole CD release. It was not the the orchestral score. It was just basically music from and for <laughs> Iron Man two, and it was all it was just straight up ACDC tracks all the way down, and um and they carried that over into the Avengers. And that was one of my big disappointments about Iron Man three was the lack of ACDC because I felt like they'd kind of set themselves up in one and and two uh, to to kind of continue that theme through, and they never did, and it kind of hurt. But you know it is what it is.
3: Nothing to fill the hole in your heart.
1: Nothing, exactly, exactly. Well, we uh, we go from that into uh, one of your picks, and it's by one of the bands we've mentioned. Um, this is Def Leppard. It's a deep cut that I'm not as familiar with as some of their other stuff. It's Gods of War by Def Leppard. let that one go a little long just because number one uh it, the the intro there and then number two i couldn't stop um
2: <laughs> the
1: the minute the minute they kick in with that distinct and again that's that is the drum reverb that i'm talking about def leopard had that messed down pat um and it just i was like well here i am i'm listening to def leopard i have to keep on
3: Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what about
1: what about this song, Kristen? What what is this a song that causes you to constantly jam to it that, that you never get tired of it?
3: So I mean, like hysteria, just like it blew my mind, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, this is incredible!" And once I, you know, stopped at the like, you know, age of eight, listening to just pour some sugar on me over and over again, right, I just let right. the whole album. Go. Um, And, I mean, like I said with Bruce, like, I'm a lyrics person, and a lot of people don't necessarily associate, like, really good lyrics with Def Leppard, just because they're so, they're not storytelling, really. Like, they're to the point, they're fun, they're not trying, you know, save the world with their lyrics. And this song is definitely a song that, it just, it it does tell that story, and it, it is a little bit more serious, and... I just I love it and I love like I love Steve's guitar in the beginning like that jangle that Mm -hmm. he does yes and I mean him and Phil like on to go with the you know making of the album because we know I'm a freak for those (laughs) um I mean just how the two of them like Created that sound they just doing parts of the guitar like Mm -hmm. they never played the entire thing through it was just like okay You're gonna play, you know the more hefty end of it and I'm gonna play the more bright and sparkly end of it And it creates that like orchestra of perfection Yeah blows my mind and I would pay an obscene obscene amount of money to see that song live
1: it's, it is, uh, it, like I say, it's, it's one of the deeper cuts that I'm not as familiar with as, you know, some of the other stuff. And a lot of people, because of the big hits, the Pour Some Sugar on Me, the Let's Get Rocked, the, you know, those, those songs, um, the anthem, you know, the Stadium Anthem Rock songs, uh, they miss some of this stuff, like this one. And, um, and, and it is, it's, a, again, it's like you say, those, that guitar work is just, it's distinctly Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, You know, and and again, I go back to what I said earlier. A lot of times people, they kind of blow off some of these bands like this as not having, you know, not being talented, you know, because they're not the classical guitarists. They're not, you know, they're not doing shredding like, you know, you think that some of these guys that shred do, but, but to make these sounds and to make them come together and to make coherent, good songs, and then when they come in together harmonizing with each other, as I said, that the vocals of Def Leppard have also always been just amazing, and and this song was no different, you know, yeah. than than any of it. So good, so good. Um, you actually the other day sent me like a list of eleven songs yep. that I, <laughs> that I may or may not know. And I, you know, and I was I was up there with like three or four of them. the other ones. I'm like, I had no idea what is this song. And um, and some of them become. I know at least one of them has become a part of the permanent rotation of the Big Honkin' Show. And um, just because I love how it jams so much, and uh, and and like I say, this one no different. Just because, and it's it's interesting that it's not that anthem rock sound. You know that this is just you know that your lyric freak side is coming out of you. You know, (laughs) with stuff like this, in a good way. You know, I mean,
3: it's one of those songs where, like you said, you listen to it and you know it's Def Leppard. Like you can instantly pinpoint it. You're like, that's Def Leppard right there. But it's it's a very different kind of Def Leppard song. And for me, Def Leppard, honestly. Like I have every single one of their albums. I do not think Def Leppard, in my opinion, has one bad song. I do not dislike any single Def Leppard song.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so take that, everybody.
3: That's why I school everyone in the chat, Steve. When there, they talk bad about Def Leppard, I'm like, hey, you, you, you listen. <laughs>
1: <there> you, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, well, we collided with bands on our next two picks. This one was from me, and it's uh, it's Bon Jovi and uh it's it is the song literally that introduced me to bon jovi That's another song I could have uh, brought to a close sooner just because, um, well, the hook is right there at the beginning. But <laughs> <laughs> this, I want to take you back to the late 80s, a young chubby Steve Glosson and friends at a birthday party at the rundown skating rink in my little podunk town. And by rundown, I mean, no one should have been there, least of all children. And uh and and you know, you've got your DJ spinning the tracks over in the corner, you know, for everyone to skate to and everything. Uh, chunky little Steve did not get on the skates. Um it, it, there was just too much falling down that took place. Uh this song hit and and Steve and his buddies got out in the middle of the rink though, uh, and just performed an air concert to Bad Medicine. We I this song has been in my life for that long and it's always been one of my jams and i figure at this point after 20 plus years if i can't uh, you know if i'm still jamming to it i'm never going to stop jamming to i'll be an 80 year old man like your love is like bad medicine oh speaking of that i need some my medicine please um I, i and then and then of course as you know Kristen, the end uh when they just turn it around as i say When, you know, he's like, I'm not done yet. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One more time. With feeling. I'm like, you've been doing the whole thing with feeling. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, um, And don't overlook the vocals of one John Bon Jovi. It's
3: so good. And I think he's someone that doesn't get nearly enough credit either for his vocal ability. Like, he... Maybe not so much now, I will totally admit. But, back in the day, he could whale and there were songs that like he just hits that high note and then he just you know he has his regular singing voice like he does in Bad Medicine where it's just like it almost sounds like he's been gargling with razor blades like it's yes. things it <laughs> but it's raw and it's rough and it's it's perfection I mean are you going
1: to tell me that Bed of Roses doesn't doesn't have I mean the his vocals in Bed of Roses are some of the most passionate vocals you'll ever hear in any song
3: that's a whole another podcast. I know it is.
1: I know it is. I'm just saying. Oh my
3: God. That is one of my all time, like I like list it right now. Like that song is in my top three love songs all time. It's, it is perfect.
1: It is amazing. It is it is the perfect it is one of the perfect songs that's out there. I have to agree with you. And and to hear him with that passion in his voice on that song and then to turn around and just the just the straight up rocking out. On on a song like this is just and of course you know the guitar work of Richie Sambora the keyboard work that's in there the drum work in, in, that's in there it just Bon Jovi is an incredible band yes sir and 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 I don't care who you are and you're talking about guys who not only rocked out but paved the way for a whole generation of like MTV unplugged and stuff with their version of Wanted Dead or Alive that they did at the I think they did at the VMAs and yep. um. You know, and that started a whole trend of, of people coming in and doing doing unplugged versions of, of concerts and that sort of thing. And um I just that song to me and I say it introduced me to Bon Jovi. I was really introduced to Bon Jovi in space balls. Um <laughs> with Mog dancing in the back of the Winnebago there. But uh uh but from one Bon Jovi song to another, this is um is, is this off the Young Guns soundtrack? Young Guns Two.
3: No, this is actually off New Jersey, same album Bad Medicine's from.
1: Wow, well this is uh, Stick to Your Guns by Bon Jovi. I think we need to start calling. We we name the podcast wrong. It's not Rock Out Loud. It's the Musical Frustration Podcast.
3: <laughs> because I'm I know it, I get so into it, and then I'm like, oh wait, it's fading yeah, out. Yeah, I'm and. pulling. I'm
1: pulling all these songs down at just some of the best times, and uh, and and uh, I got lost in the vocals there, Chris. and not gonna lie.
3: Yep, I mean it's one where like it it shows the range because it starts off and it's that pretty, like not not raspy, not. You know, Razor, like Razor vocal. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it kicks in when that guitar hits. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it makes my head want to explode. Like, I just want a headbang and I just want to, like, be driving down, you know, some empty street at night with the headlights on and just going crazy. And sticking and, to your guns. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, like, taking people back to the skating rink, like, I'll take people back all the way to when, you know, like, 94, when I was, like, you know, little baby Kristen. And, I mean, this album, this album was the first album I ever bought, like, with my own money. Oh, wow. And, like, this song, I mean, I I wouldn't say I am an imp- was an impressionable child, but, I mean, I think on some level listening to songs that have to do with like you know like the song stick to your guns and just like being yourself and kind of just owning who you are Mm -hmm. I think kind of like to geek out a bit definitely helped me out in life because I've never had any sort of existential crisis knock on wood (laughs) Um, but I mean just like the lyrics of this song and how it's just like you know what like who cares what people think just do it just you know do what you want to do, and if someone doesn't like it, then guess what? You don't need to, you know, hang out with that person. It's no big deal. They are just my jam, and they are my Jersey boys, and <laughs> done good, and I'm so I just, I love them.
1: And from a technical standpoint, you really get to see the the guitar playing skills, of, or hear rather, the guitar playing skills of Richie Sambora in that song. Um, you know, he's playing underneath, you know, the the rhythm, and uh, and just picking away and sounding great. And, it starts
3: off very Western, like very
1: yeah. Wanted Dead well, or that's, Alive. That's why I thought it was from the Young Guns work that they did. Um, you know, because they've got several tracks on there that didn't hit as big as Blaze of Glory or Wanted Dead or Alive. Yep. And um, and and so I, I just thought, as I was pulling the song, because I pulled it off of the YouTubes, um, that's that's where I thought it had come from. And uh, Because, again, my knowledge doesn't run as deep as yours. And and I bow to your superior knowledge in all these matters. But... um. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go off script on you here, Kristen, and I I want to apologize for it because we've been, we've been playing these songs and I've and I'm just like you know what the next one I have up is was going to be Separate Ways by Journey, which I love, uh
2: huh, and I can
1: always jam out to. There's no no doubt about it, but um, <clears throat> I want to get some Journey in here because I know you love the Journey. Yes, I do. As do I. And this is a song that we both equally, I think absolutely enjoy that I'm not a lot of people know about. It's it's not on their greatest hits album, it's on their greatest hits two album. Um and uh you know so so it's not it's not as it's not as widely known as don't stop believing. Um but I love it. I, and I love the way it uh it it showcases so much of what this band was and is. It's uh Stone in Love. Yes <laughs>
2: Those crazy nights I do
0: remember in my youth I do recall those were the best times
1: Um, this song. Two things about this song. Number one is as, as he goes in that second verse, he he talks about old Dusty Rhodes and I always think of the wrestler Dusty Rhodes um, <clears throat> the American Dream, as it were. But no, the, this song, as I said from the outset, you know, when you hit a Separate Ways, you know, they're coming in with that keyboard and they hit the big they hit the big guitars. This is. Everything in that band kicking on all four cylinders. The drum work, the bass line is just so cool. Like you could pull out just about everything else and have that bass line going with them. And totally know where the song's going and know how the song feels. I love the bassline in that song, uh, the vocals, the the harmony on the vocals. You know, he of course Steve Perry comes in singing that verse, and then they hit the, all the harmony and everything. And then the lead guitar, you got to hear a little bit of it between that chorus and the second verse. After that, after that second chorus, though, they really let him go, doing some guitar work, and it is it is so just kick butt it is really a, a just a good song that showcases everything about that band and and it's one that ever since i've I first heard i've never been tired of and i was back and forth between it in separate ways and and just in the as we were talking about some stuff i just like you know what i'm gonna go with stone in love because i i just i dig that song for everything it is it's a much more classic rock feel okay. for journey than some of their other stuff but it is It's it's a song that I just I don't get tired of.
3: Stone in Love is it's my favorite journey song. It is it it just reminds me of summer and like I live in a beach town. It it just it reminds me of just being out at night at, on the beach when it's nice and warm and you can kind of feel the sea breeze on you. like It just has that vibe yes, to me. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I, I've gotten to see Journey a few times, but the first time I ever saw Journey, they actually toured with Def Leppard on a co-headlining tour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, where were you for that, Steve? I don't, I don't
1: know. I wish I'd have been there. Give me a time machine right now.
3: 2006, I want to say. Uh, if I had, it had it a time and, machine,
1: that's where I'd go back to.
3: It was good, and like they played the song, and I remember me and my aunt, again, we went to the show together, and we were all the way up on the lawn, and we just wanted to hear Wheel in the Sky, and we wanted to hear Stone in Love, <laughs> and they they played them, and it was incredible, and then I just saw them a few summers ago with Foreigner mm-hmm. and Night Ranger, and oh. you know it, that was amazing, because they headlined that show, so it was two hours of Journey.
1: Foreigner and, and Journey are going to be near me somewhere soon, but the tickets are so expensive,
3: Really? Yes. Well, like, because like, if they usually if they play like amphitheaters, like mm-hmm. I always do lawn because lawn's always like twenty bucks. I'm like I'm down with that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They uh, they who was in in '06? Who was singing lead for them then?
3: It wasn't the guy that they had now. It was a guy from um some. It was from some '80s band. I want to say he, Hurricane. Yeah,
1: he was another Steve. It wasn't Steve Perry, but it was, I think it was another guy named Steve.
3: Yeah, I mean, like my aunt, because I like my aunt super into the 80s thing, Mm -hmm. obviously. So she like knew who it was, and I forget who it was. He was definitely a singer in an 80s band, like an underground 80s band, like a White Lion, TNT kind of like level band.
1: White Lion. Let me tell you my experience with White Lion. Sorry to go off on a tangent, okay? But you know that's what I do. White Lion did a version of the Transformers theme for the Transformers movie in the 80s, and it is awesome. Okay, that's all there is to it. It is it is great. But um what about real quick uh, not to not to stay on Journey too long. What about uh this Patel kid? Isn't that his name? What's his first name?
3: I don't even know what his name is.
1: He uh there's a great if you got do, if you got Netflix, there's a great documentary uh that chronicles kind of his journey of becoming their lead singer. And and it and it walks through some of their tour with him, and you get to kind of see his life. He came literally from nothing, and was singing in clubs and stuff for basically peanuts in the Philippines, where he was at in in Manila, I think. And um, and 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 one of his buddies would go to an internet cafe and just post videos of him singing on YouTube. And uh, what's the what's the guitar Neil Neil Sean Neil Sean yeah. He was they were looking for the new lead singer someone had sent him a link to that and and it was him singing uh open arms you know and he's like and my god he sounded like Steve but you know was this just an impersonation thing and there are other videos where he's doing Bon Jovi he's doing foreigner he's doing all of this great stuff and he is doing it in the style of these guys and sounding like them with his own little you know personality to it He's
3: basically a good version of us, Steve.
1: He really, <laughs> 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 and hats off to him for that. Don't
3: <laughs> no, have to watch that documentary now. You do. I, love I, it.
1: I can't think of what it was called. I'll, when I when I when I find it, I'll shoot it to you. But you should be able to just put in Journey and do it. And um, and that's where you know and they really talk about it. and you see them really, you know, talk about the importance of the vocals and how Journey went from you know they wanted originally to be a jam band. And 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 turned into a, van, a band that focused a lot on their vocals and stuff, so um, it, it's really cool. You should check it out. I'm surprised you haven't seen it.
3: I know. I feel like a bad fan. I'm a bad Journey fan. Wow. Well,
1: that's all right. That's all right. I'm a bad fan of the next group we have here, and because and again, because it is uh, it's a band that I was definitely warned to stay away from as a child. <laughs> it's uh, Live Wire by Motley Crue.
3: You would love the end of that song, Steve. It's one of those songs where they have the pauses in there and there's cowbell and it's very it's oh, nice. Steve Austin.
1: <laughs> Um Motley Crue, they listen, they're almost too metal for me today. I'm not going to lie to you. I, it, the, My Motley Crue picks are are very few and far between. They're very much the big hits, not the deep cuts at all. Uh, we're talking about uh coming home and um and Doctor Feelgood and uh uh what's the uh
3: Kickstart My Heart?
1: Uh yes, Kickstart My Heart, yeah. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so Livewire, I listen, I don't even have to ask why you jammed it this. I was I was getting pumped. I'm like, let's go kill somebody, let's go kill somebody, ma'am, and ma'am, minute. let's not endorse
3: that. Steve no, cause... no,
1: not at all, not at all. I meant like the oppressors of the of the week. <laughs>
3: Like, I picked this song for a very specific reason. I originally had another song in mm-hmm. here, but I was driving home last night, and I was listening to Motley, and I was like, oh, my God. Because when I was, like, uh, 13, I Nikki Sixx, who's the bass player of Motley mm-hmm. Crue,
2: yes.
3: had a side project called Brides of Destruction, and they played a club. Very far for me. It was like an hour and forty minutes, which, when you live in New Jersey, that's very far. Um, and me and my aunt, like and my uncle, we all went. We're like, yes, it's gonna be awesome. Um, little did we know that we would we're gonna be up front during the entire show, against the barricade. And I actually sang Livewire with Nikki Six.
1: Oh wow.
3: So that is a moment that is forever burned in my brain because it was one of those, is this really happening right now? Like, did I really just sing like the bridge with Nikki? I don't know.
1: That's amazing though. That's so cool.
3: I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a 13 year old Motley Crue fan. I'm awesome. You know it. You know, you appreciate me. Come on.
1: The the closest thing I have to anything like that is I was um down in Valdosta, Georgia, about an hour and a half away from where I'm at. and. Uh, had a student who was part of a band and they did some original stuff they did a lot of cover stuff too and they were playing at this club and he'd want me to come see him so i'm like yeah man so me and some friends were there and um he uh he came out they were taking a break and he came out and sat down and he's like hey do you want to do pour some sugar on me with us i'm like yeah because i'm just sitting there i was miserable there was a stage and a crowd and i'm like well i should be on the stage and I'm like, yeah, I'll come do pour some sugar on me. So it was a total cover band moment, but I had a blast. But not
3: Where's the video of that, Steve. And uh, there gonna... is no video.
1: There is no video of that. <laughs> uh, but just to just to give everyone an idea of how how far reaching your tastes are, and, and this is the song you replaced uh, Live Bar with.
2: And
0: it always seems you got something on your mind other than me. Your crazy ways, you give me. Say you're leaving on a 7:30 train and that you're heading out to Hollywood. Yeah, you've been giving me the line so many times it kinda gets like feeling bad looks good.
1: so you go from picking this crazy by Aerosmith to ma'am in a minute, minute, ma'am in a minute, 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 that's all. Oh, that's, that's awesome. What a, we're, we're gonna, we've totally not mentioned Aerosmith in our opening and talking about who we are and everything, by the way. Um, I don't know how you feel about the Aerosmith, uh, I, I dig them. I dig their bluesy style that they have. And Steven Tyler's vocals are, are uh, again, they're so raw and stuff. And he's one that uh, hasn't, somehow he hasn't let himself change in his vocal stylings much in his older age.
3: No, I love it. Like, I, I, I love when you could see a band now, like, you know, 30 years down the line, you're like, wow, they actually do sound legit like, you know, Toys in the Attic. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm with you too, because like I, I love bluesy kinds of bands. Like I love Bad Company and I love White Snake. Like I love bands that just have like that groove to them. Yeah. So that's the reason why. Because Crazy is always on every playlist I ever make, especially like for work or anything like that. Crazy is always on there because it just it flows and it grooves and it jams.
1: This well, speaking of things that jam that I love to jam with, uh, this is where we're about to start to part ways here, and I'm I'm looking forward to. Agreeing to disagree, because um, I don't evangelize people when it comes to music. If you don't like it, uh, you don't like it. But um, as long as you don't dog on me for liking it, uh, this is, uh, to, in my opinion, estimation, one of the greatest bands of all time. It's "Ramble On" by Led Zeppelin. Talk about a a bluesy feel and that sort of thing. Zeppelin took a lot of their stuff from old blues songs and and, and put their own spin on them. Ramble On is is a song that the first time I ever heard it, what caught me was the bass line in that song. I love the bass line that just carries throughout uh, Ramble On. I love the it's got a folksy, bluesy feel, and then uh, you swing around the third verse and they start talking about Mordor and Gollum. So uh, you can't go wrong with it if you ask me. But it's it's always been a song that I can jam to, and I'm a fan of cover songs. I'm a fan of bands covering songs, and so I've got like one or two uh, bands that cover uh, "Ramble On." Um, I've got actually great white. I've got a great white cover of of Ramble that's On that's really cool. But I I totally dig this song. And and Zeppelin's one of those groups that anything. I may have to kick you out of that chair and invite Jimmy Mac from Rebel Force Radio in one day to do just a straight up Zeppelin episode.
3: By all means, do it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's your uh, what's your deal with Zeppelin?
3: Uh, okay. Well, my okay. So. I, when I started getting into music, I was like listening to, you know, Bon Jovi and Def Leppard and Mm -hmm. Skid Row and bands like that. Um, and Bruce Springsteen, I wasn't really listening to like Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin or The Who. Um, so like, I totally get when people are like, no, like these are the greatest bands ever because for some people, those were like the first introduction to that kind of music that they had. And for me, I'm like, I've, I've heard bands like that. And I know, I know I just, you know, ticked people off and people were like, this girl's crazy. What does she know? But for me, it's like, I've, I've heard bands that sing like that. And I've heard bands that play like that. Um, and then like a big thing for me with Led Zeppelin is that a lot of their songs are, are like cover songs mm-hmm. or songs that they like took from folk artists and never gave credit to. I'm mm. like, that's kind of shady. Well,
1: it's the British way.
3: Apparently, no taxation was-
1: without represent or taxation rather without representation. So that's and why we that's why we, that's why we shook off those those shackles of tyranny, Kristen.
3: I can't. I just can't with them. I don't know. Yeah. And like like I said, it's just one of those bands where I'm just like, I totally get it. It's like the Beatles. Like I know you and I aren't the biggest Beatles fans. Right, right. And it's like I totally get when people are like, No, they're revolutionary and all sort of stuff. And I'm like, Well, I've heard bands like that before, but you think they're revolutionary and that's awesome.
1: <laughs> it took me a while to get into Zeppelin. I I had a friend, uh actually my boss that I worked with, um in high school, he was huge into zeppelin. I mean he had all the he had all the different you know albums and cassettes and CDs and re-releases and bootlegs and uh and and documentaries and whatever else you know he could get his hands on. He just had it all and uh, and he would listen to him. I'm like, "Yeah, it's all right. I'm just not you know I was like you. I'm like you know I've heard this before and uh and for some reason, though it just kind of it's one of those things Zeppelin was one of those bands that just kind of stuck to me. Like I would always keep going back and I would always discover something new and always find something cool and always find something that I really enjoyed. And um, and and before I knew it, they became kind of really up there. I when, I when I talk in hyperbole a lot of times, like when I say the greatest band of all time, I don't necessarily mean it. You know, and and so when I say Zeppelin's the greatest band of all time, uh, I'll say that a lot to get on your nerves. Just fair <laughs> warning, but I but I also just you know I, I recognize that they're one of the greats, and um and and there are other bands from around that same time that I don't have the love for that a lot of people do. i'm you said we don't share the love for the Beatles that a lot of people do. Um, I don't really share the love for the Stones that a lot of people do. I like them. I dig what they do. I dig some of their stuff, but I'm just not huge. On, on them and that sort of thing, and and a lot of times it's because I just never took the time to acquire the taste. Uh, with the Beatles, I just don't, I can't acquire that taste. <laughs> That's like putting Brussels sprouts in front of me. You mentioned earlier in the show you had a more recent one uh, in in your list, and this is it. This is a Dustland Fairy Tale by the Killers.
0: A dustland fairy tale beginning With just another white trash county kiss in 61 long brown hair and foolish eyes He looked just like you'd want him to Some kind of slick chrome American prince A blue jean I saw the devil wrapping up his hands He's getting ready for the showdown I saw the minute that I turned away I got my money on a pawn tonight The change came in disguise of revelation Set his soul on fire
1: the love of lyrics comes out again for Kristen. What is it about this song? Kristen, tell us about it.
3: It is the total like painting of a picture and just painting a story with words and it's beautiful and I love it. And I mean, the big thing with me with the killers is I did not get into them when Mr. Brightside was out when they were like massive. Um, I was actually watching the TV station Palladia one night and they had a concert, like a killer's concert on and, it was live and people were going ballistic Hmm. and i was just like this band's really tight live like where have i been why have i not been into them before and just like going to their back catalog and you know going through all their albums like they are a lyrics band Mm -hmm. and like i got to see them live like last year and they are one of the greatest bands i've ever seen live ever and I have seen my top three bands that I've seen live, I've seen live twenty two times each. So that's sixty-six shows. So I've seen a lot of bands. That's I've totally metal, by the
1: way. Six <laughs> yeah, it, it
3: totally is. Like you totally want to go and like, you know, slay some people and stuff with that song.
1: <laughs> no, does this I actually when I was pulling this song? Uh, For the show, I was listening through it, and I'm like, I might have found a new song to put up there in my rotation of just things to listen to. It's a great, I, I, you know, I'm not familiar enough yet with the lyrics, and um, but uh, but it's just it has a great feel to it, and it's, and and I really dig the guy's vocals and everything. I don't know much about the killers. They're little, a lot of times more modern groups. I come in way late on on some of the more modern stuff anymore, um, because I am an old man stuck in my ways. And so it, it takes me a little bit longer to get into stuff than it does other people, but I really do dig this song, and it's a it's a cool. They got a cool sound. And um, what is it about the lyrics that 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 get that gets you here?
3: So I I dig angst, and I really like angsty, <laughs> like yearning lyrics. And you know the so, like at the end of the song, it goes, you know, um, out where the dreams all hide, out where the wind don't blow, out here the good girls die, and the, sn- the sky don't snow. And it's just like, and how he sings it, like he has like that yearning in his voice and it's, it's not a happy song and it's not Mm -hmm. like a feel good song, Right. but the music, it's so upbeat and you just want to like jump to it and, you know, pump your fist in the air. And I love bands that do that where you're like, this is a really sad song about a really sad topic, but I am jamming out to this so hard right now. I don't even (laughs) care. Um, and I just I like the killers are a really good band with that. Like they came out with a new album last year and it is very much like angsty and like yearning and I like that, because you don't really get that with a lot of like current bands. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of lyrical substance, so I like that in a new band that I have discovered. They are really super lyrically solid, and yeah. they're great live, and they back it up. So I would definitely recommend checking out their back catalog.
1: <laughs> my, my brain right now is exploding with ideas for future episodes. Um, I mean, We've got to do a sad songs show. We've got to do a a more modern song show. We we you know that's just I'm I'm totally into this now. I'm 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 digging some rock out loud. By the way, Kristen, so, right? This is good. But, I'm I'm loving this. This
3: never <laughs> happens to me because everyone's always like, "You have really bad taste in music. You listen to hair metal," and I'm like, "You stop it.
1: <laughs> you you hush your mouth right now." I I, I I I'm scared that you might break my heart here. But you were talking about you know liking the angsty stuff and that sort of thing. How do you feel about the Counting Crows?
3: Uh, they are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I do have Shake Your Money Maker on my iPod. No, that's Black oh, you... Crows. Oh, wait. Who did you... Counting Crows? Counting Crows, Crows yeah. Uh, my bad. Um, yeah, not really a massive fan, mm-hmm. I, but I will admit that I don't know a lot of their songs. Okay. I know I really dig Colorblind, mm-hmm. which is a very angsty tune.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, not really too familiar with Counting Crows. You,
1: uh, I'm going to make a suggestion right now. Um you need to check out, and of course now this takes me back to high school, what I'm about to tell you to check out here. <laughs> uh, if you haven't before, you need to check out uh, August and Everything After. Okay. Um, it's got, uh, It it's the song that, it's the album that really kind of put them out there. Uh, but the very first track uh, round here is, it's all about just wanting to get out of where you're at and break out. I mean, it, you talk about angst. Um and so yeah, check it out. Check out August and everything after by Counting Crows. I think you'll dig it. Um well we're we're coming out of the last one here and, and I intentionally, you know, did the did the lineup so this would be the last one because quite frankly, uh this to me is one of the greatest songs written uh since Amazing Grace. And um it is it is familiar from the very first strains. And Roses um, is is just one of those tragic stories in music to me um, the fact that they're not still collaborating and making music together because of the decisions made you know to either backstab or whatever side you want to take is just it is it is sad you know that that you don't have Axel Rose and slash collaborating together the way they used to on a song that to me is just. Almost as perfect as it gets for for the time period that it was released in, and for the style of music that it is. This takes me back to being a junior and senior in high school, working at Dairy Queen in Hazelhurst, Georgia. And uh, one of my friends, she brought in one night. We'd always put on music uh, to kind of close out. Then you know, when we when we went to close, we hook up the the old boombox, as it were. And uh, and she had the, the single, the Cuss single, if you will, of November Rain. And on the B side was this song, Sweet Child of Mine. Have I lost you, Kristen? No, you're good. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm listening
3: because yep. I I feel the love. I feel <laughs> the love right now as you're talking about the song.
1: And and you know, as as that good little preacher's kid conservative pre- I was very familiar with November Rain because it had made it firmly into the Zeitgeist for whatever reason. Sweet Child of Mine was not quite on my radar the way it should have been. And when she put that in, from the moment of that opening riff, I was just like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in mm-hmm. my life. And and just absolutely, again, it's one of those songs that even if I think I might not want to listen to it when I get it started, I can't help but absolutely absolutely love it and it's and it's a neat story that you know the whole opening riff was just Axel playing around doing some warm-up and then at the end of the song when they're like where do we go Uh, that's because they were really wondering well where do we go now with this song (laughs) and so that's just how they ended out and I just absolutely love it and I love the uh it it's a song that always just puts me in a good mood and gets me going and of course they're like I've ascribed this same song to to like fifty crushes in my life for crying out loud, but uh, but it but I but but the song has stayed with me more than the women have. So let's just we'll leave it at that there.
3: See, to me, like the album that Sweet Child of Mine is on, like Appetite for yes. Destruction, yeah. is one of like the best albums mm-hmm. ever. Like it, it talk about like like we were saying with ACDC, like a freight train, like that just keeps coming out with punches and it never really lets go. Yeah. So while this isn't my favorite Guns N' Roses song mm-hmm. on this album, it fits perfectly and it's perfect for this album. Yeah,
1: yeah, it it is. It, Appetite for Destruction has also has some other big hits on it that people may or may not be familiar with. Um, I believe Paradise City came off of there. Yep. And uh, what else was on Appetite? That was
3: Welcome to the Jungle. Yes,
1: Welcome to the Jungle. Gosh, played it. Arenas everywhere before <laughs> before various and sundry sporting events. So, um, but uh, but this is you know hopefully what what has happened in the past ten songs is people have gotten an idea of our musical taste and and kind of a feel for what this show is going to be. It's basically going to be us just gushing over music that we like.
3: The past hour and a half has just been one big gush fest. Please. That's
1: right. That's what. That's all it's been. It's been like I really like this song. Do you like this song? I love this song. All right, let's go on to the next song. <laughs>
3: Break out the Gushers. Where are the Gushers candies? Come
1: on, we need them. Right. <laughs> you are such a child of the 90s. No matter how much your music tastes go back further than that, you are a child of the 90s. If you start talking Gushers, you're a child of the 90s. But they're
2: uh, so good.
1: <laughs> well, um, Kristen, I had fun.
3: I had a blast.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to more Rock Out Loud, or as I've already started affectionately referring to it as Roll. So
3: <laughs> it fits. It fits right into the universe. We're just geeking out about the music.
2: That's
1: right. We've got goal, we got mole, and now we got roll. So we're just gonna have to get more and more of this stuff. So uh, you can we're we're already set up on the Twitter and the Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Rock Out Loud Pod. At Rock Out Loud Pod on Twitter, and we're Facebook dot com slash rockout loud podcast. Facebook com slash rockout loud podcast. Of course, the Geek Out Loud Network. You can follow everything with Geek Out Loud at Geek Out Loud on the Twitter. And I'm at Steve Glosson. Kristen, do you want to give your personal Twitter out?
3: Yeah, and I am at XBoxingTheStars. Totally so, seen name, I know.
1: <laughs> so, uh, she, uh, Kristen, uh, will obviously sometimes it's fun to see some of the stuff she tweets out because suddenly there will be gifs of... Um, various and sundry 80s hairbands in in my twitter feed or tumblr feed and it's always a good time so uh but uh we'll be on itunes soon with our own link uh with our own feed and everything right now uh as we get a few episodes on our belt we're sticking straight up with the goal feed so just keep up with us there on the geek out loud feed if you're subscribed to geek out loud uh you'll be subscribed to this so uh, kristen i can't thank you enough for for jumping on this thing with me and, and seeing where it goes
3: Thanks so much for having me and letting me geek out a little bit. <laughs>
1: oh, always, always. We'll have to get you on Geek Out Loud proper sometime to talk about other stuff that we're into. Oh,
3: geez. I'm down. Let's do it.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Well, until next time, I'm Steve.
3: I'm Kristen.
1: Rock on, everybody. We'll see you next okay, time. Okay, bye. Bye.